When the TARDIS goes wrong, as in need of Zyton 7, the Doctor and Perry must travel to the world of Varos, a planet where political prisoners and their guards are all subjected to sadistic tortures and executions which the inhabitants view and vote on through interactive television. And it isn't long before the Doctor and Perry are themselves accused of being rebels and subjected to the extreme form of reality TV. This is Vengeance on Varos. Welcome to Regenerated. to regenerate minus matt i'm joined as always by my beautifully wonderful wife becky really yes i told you i'm changing it what to giant suck up no to a more elaborate build-up that i know you wanted for years no i wanted for years which is to figure out a thesaurus okay anyway speaking of thesaurus um we've got vengeance on varos which is the second serial of season 22. So, what did you think of Vengeance of Varos? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got to say, this is one of my favourite Colin Baker stories. Let's just say this is potentially... Well, there is another couple, I think, but this is potentially yeah, one of I the high points it's, it's of Colin Baker. It's reminded me a little too much of ones I've seen before. Well, like the thing where they're in the thing with monsters and they can't get out. Thing with monsters. That's normally what Doctor Who is about. No, but you know they're like the little miniaturized thingy. Oh, like uh, sort of like Carnival of Monster. Yeah. Or Carnival of the Monsters, or whatever it's called, with uh, John Pertwee, where they're in this sort of the thing where they go from zone to zone. Yeah. Well, I thought this is kind of like uh, for I don't know if it's broadcast all over the world, but this is kind of like Doctor Who's "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here" in no. a way, kind of or. No. Maybe See, no, I'm a celeb- reality TV. No, I'm a celebrity. I love it because one, I I like the gossip that comes from the celebrities at the best of times, especially last year's when they completely annihilated Matt Hancock in the first mm. couple of incidents until he filled them full of crap. Um, then, you know, but then that's the thing. And I like him just doing things that I wouldn't necessarily do because they gross me out, but it's hilarious. And they get paid, and, and people always feel sorry for them. And like, well, why'd they do it? Why'd they torture them? And things yeah. like that. And say, oh, well, it's, you know, a matter of this and a matter of that. And they get paid. So Just saying, you could pay me the... nothing. You could pay me millions and millions and millions of pounds to do something like that, and I'd still undo it. Mm. 
you know. So, so for international listeners who don't know what I'm a celebrity is, it's basically where they dump like 12 celebrities in the Australian jungle and then they put them up for public vote for like trials where... Pretty much um, public abject humiliation. That's a bit like Vengeance on Varos then. No. Except for it's involving executions and voting. I think the I I I personally no. Believe... To be honest, as a pity we don't have that voting button when it comes to our own prime minister. Oh yeah, so it's kind of like because that, it's a pure and simple. Well, you fact, do though, Becky. You do because been... you you go off to ballot to post your ballot at a uh, at an office when it actually comes. Station. Yeah, but you know full well we've spent years in the cock up of which is the Tories. Yes, and by the time it comes round for the actual general election, they'll have sweet talked everyone, make them forget about all the crap that actually we've been put through over the years, and somehow they'll still get back in mm. because that's exactly what they do. Because a lot of people will sit there thinking, "Oh, it's better the devil you know." Wow. When actually. It's time for a change. We're not to say politics but, and Doctor Who don't mix. No, but what I'm saying is, well, clearly this does, this episode does, but, yeah, you know, of. in yes. times like that, when they're not doing something which they say, and, you know, he then gets kind of greenlit, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, Sometimes that's like, well, yeah. And the fact they don't want to go for it again might make them change their way. So maybe we can just shove the Tories under that. Well, <laughs> what, I think um, that'd I think, make them change their way. I think no matter what you think of Vengeance on Varos, it doesn't. It does give light to a rememberable villain in Sill. So Sill is remembered. Sill's as... the one who seems to get really turned on by the torture and the yes. punishment, and yes. he's and he basically sounds like he's. A really weird gurgler, and yeah. it's sort of it's his laugh. It's, it's a sort of like a cross between Captain Caveman, sort of like Ra to the girl sort of thing, along with something to, talking a puddle. Mm. So yes, obviously still <laughs> played by Nabil Shaban, although um, famously we'll that, played by he him looks in this actually serial. like a more wormy sail-headed version of Captain Caveman. Well, but, yeah, he's you know, kind of like a reptilian type of creature maggot. type thing. Yeah, with like a tail that's like a magnet, maggot sort of thing. Well, yeah, maggot, so, not a magnet. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but I think regardless of what people think um, about this serial, it, it gives light to his performance as like one of the standout moments in this serial, I think. And uh, spoiler alert for everyone, he does come back into Doctor Who. So he is in it a couple of times so they in obviously liked in classics or in ones that I've in classics ones yeah in before. classics against I swear, the I... sixth doctor well, in the sixth doctor serials not in this season it's in the next season has he but... actually been in the previous one already no he's not this is his first one right was he the guy who played him in NFN previous because no. the pure and simple fact that's driving me nuts because well, it's I, like the voice I recognise I have and looked, it's just driving um, me nuts. I have looked at his profile on the fandom Doctor Who page and I can't see anything else he's been in. doesn't really mention it. So he might have been, he may have been something else that we've watched. Is, may, and it'll probably come up nearer the time, but like with you, you and know, some of these that I've seen. like Maybe. That might have been the fact that I've seen one that you've put on and I've gone asleep and, you know. That's... Well, he is in another one, so, you know. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, because you know full well when you start them box sets after time, you start at 10 minutes later, I'm asleep. So, because you watch them quite late at night. So, you know, there have been a few of like the Peter Davison ones I'd seen and, you know, and like a couple so far that I felt like I've seen a bit of them. But, you know, so I don't know whether one of those is another one I've seen and it's just, you know, that's, Mm. where I'm remembering it from and I yep. can't quite figure it out yet. Yep. But obviously when it comes to that, I'll probably remember it. Yep. Um, But just a bit of a weird question. When he's in, in it again, what doctor is it? It is still Colin Baker's doctor. Right. So he comes into the next season as the spoiler alert. Have um, you got that on Blu-ray? Well, we have, yes. So there so is potential. There is a potential that you probably, probably have seen, seen him yeah. before in that. So you probably. Yeah. Anyway, so Vengeance on Varos, the 19th to 26th of January, 85, two 45 minute episodes, written by Philip Martin. And he, uh, this is his first serial, and it was directed by Ron Jones, who done Black Orchid, Time Flight, Arc of Infinity, Frontius. This is his second to last serial. And in the poll, it was kind of respectable, I think, coming at 135th. Yeah, but you know how you know how I feel about mazes. So to be fair, it was literally just like they were shoved in a giant blooming labyrinth. Well, it is a bit like that. Yeah. So and this I is I don't um, like labyrinths, I don't like mazes, you know. I so, like I said, so, come on, if you're gonna basically do something like that, at least make it like labyrinth of film. Mm. So you yeah, know, a bit of quickly, song and dance, maybe. <laughs> just quickly mention on the poll, hundred and thirty fifth, this is the highest of the doctor uh, the sixth doctor's um serials in that poll. So this is obviously the most thought after one that people think the highest of, with Why? Colin Baker's. I liked it. I think it's one of my favourites, to be no. honest. It's got a good premise. It does just flow. I find you know, it flows. I'm, I'm kind of getting used to Colin Baker as the Doctor, you know, I think because now, obviously, the transition between Tom Baker and um, Peter Davison was quite hard. Mm. So, because we'd got used to Tom Baker for such a long time, and he is a big favourite of mine, so... Yeah. You know, that was bound to be a bit harder. This one, yeah, it's been a bit difficult, but, you know, it's not so bad. But, I think, to be fair, I think that's mainly because I know he's not going to be around for long. I think the trouble is with Vengeance of Varos, again, it's it, it sort of suffers again with that kind of. Um, the Doctor has a companion in Perry, but she's kind of pushed to the back again, and he's sort of enveloped two new companions that are by his side instead. And it does a lot in Doctor well, Who. It's been throughout the first may, first maybe, season it, to maybe, now. It just happens all I'm the time. Maybe easier with the fact of, you know, having Colin Baker as a Doctor because of the pure and simple fact I know he's not going to be around for long. Maybe. maybe. Then, but then with Perry, she is driving me crazy. Wow. Well, I, I just like... Peregrine Brown. Constant whining 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 and how many different pairs of tailored shorts and leotards can you get in so many different blooming colors it's like christ it's the many, look are they just changing the color it's every the look single, of the companion is it the same outfit but different color every mm. single time the doctor has the same same outfit yeah although looking at some of the photos but the for last the, one look, she was she had was pink this one was blue but looking at the photos for uh, Shooty Gatwa's 
uh, Doctor Who is coming next year, it looks like he's having different looks. He's kind of has his bog standard look, and then he's kind of got other looks as well. There's one. There's a picture of him in a kilt. There's a picture of him in like old clothes, and so they're actually mixing yeah. it up a little bit. I think with the fashion but, of the Doctor. To be honest, I think they did that with New Who when they used to go off to like um, Victorian London and things mm, like that. You know, there sometimes. was sort of. Um, I think more with Matt Smith as well. It was like sort of. Because he, especially Christopher Eccleston, because he always used to tell um, Rose that, you know, to sort of fit in. Mm. And the same with yeah. Donna. So, you know, you can't go out wearing, you know, jeans and a pair of Nike trainers sort of thing. Yeah, well, um, it's just a, just a little side note for New Who when we do get it, which won't be too long into the future. Anyway, so Vengeance on Varos, the synopsis. Seeking, Christmas? Seeking, um, I don't know, it won't be before Christmas. Damn. Um, seeking the rare mineral, mineral Zyton 7. Mineral? To, I think, yeah, mineral, that's it. Uh, I think it's uh, Zyton 7 to repair his TARDIS. The Doctor yeah. arrives on Varos, a well where political prisoners and their guards are all subjected to sadistic tortures and executions which the colony inhabits, inhabit, inhabitants view and vote on. You're having on. a really bad time with pronunciation I know, today. I know, I know. Um, so, what was it? Inhabitants view and vote on through interactive television accused of being alien infiltrators help helping the colony rebel factions the Doctor and Perry find themselves the latest and willing subjects in this most extreme form of reality TV. There, we got to it in the end. Alright, one, it's inhabitants. Yes, I know, I struggled. And two, it's not mineral. I know, it's mineral. Mineral. It's because I'm trying to roll it off like I'm reading it and it just sort of gets a bit jumbled. See, now I always read that apparently... Well, I think this is, you know, I'm not sure whether it's for neurodivergent people or what, you know. It's more sort of to the fact that if you see, like, the first bit and the last bit of a word, your brain will automatically fill it in. Right. So, I read, it's just I pronunciating read things anyway. And being a bit tongue-tied sometimes with things. That's all. So, yes. So, it's a bit of... I um, like So, Vengeance of Valros is basically reality TV. This is what happens when you write notes and read things off screens. This is what happens when you read things off screens. Me, I don't read nothing. I don't have no notes or nothing because I don't need them. Yeah, well, I'd like to have a little bit of a plot to at least go through because then it sort of keeps it on track. Yeah, but... I can still do that. It's called having a brain. Well, anyway, part one. On Varos, um, the public uh, torture of rebel Jonda is broadcast through the planets. Uh, you nearly forgot what you were going to say then, do you? No. You say that? No. Uh, it's broadcast throughout the planet. Citizens, Iraq and Etta watch the event from their room. Basically, it, they're kind of like... It's, it's, it's like um, a very... Um, What's the word? It's a very ruled planet, isn't it? It's kind of like they only get so much food. They, Rationed. yep, they have to work. There's a lot of rules involved with the voting. Like you can't mm. cast someone else's vote. You can't double vote as well. And it can be really like there's a real like um, police state. Yeah, it's a really police stated world where they will actually execute you for like multi voting and stuff like that because obviously it comes in at the end. Um, You've got a rack and Etta. They're kind of, they're kind of like a subplot to the actual serial in my view. They don't really have nothing to really do with the serial in yeah, my but eyes, do they? That's quite funny because it's like an old married couple. Yeah, well, they, that's probably what they are. You know, um, 
but they're kind of like uh they're not really part of the plot line but they're there i think just to give us a sort of plot device as it were to, to sort of tell us you know what kind of effect all this torture is having on the public you know like they're kind of like citizens aren't they of the planet uh, and we're seeing rather this than through re- their rather eyes than rebels who you basically end up seeing anyway yeah so they they do crop up a few times during the serial but they don't really have anything to really do with it you know just basically a bit of background you've got etta she well, likes the governor whereas iraq doesn't really like the governor he's kind of like if you would say like uh in in political terms for britain you would say etta is kind of like a tory and you would say that iraq is kind of like a labor and uh they're kind of like trying to get rid yeah so whenever the governor kind of um makes a sort of mess up as it were uh i'm guessing that they put to like the public's vote and they've got two little large buttons uh, vote yes or vote no and if uh if it's proved that they voted no and it's overwhelmingly no then the governor's sort of strapped into this chair where he is sort of subjected to sort of particle destabilization a cellular um well i think that's um I can't, I can't really explain it. It's like pretty much killing the cells in your body. Yeah, and uh, he basically, he actually has it happen to him because uh, behind the scenes, we've got Sill, who is a representation, uh, representative of the Galatron Mining Corporation because uh, basically the Doctor is sort of repairing the TARDIS console. Perry is sort of complaining that the Doctor has caused three electrical fires, a power failure, and nearly collided with a storm of asteroids. And they've got lost... She's got lost in the TARDIS corridor twice, so she, and swiped the memory banks of the flight computer. So he's done quite a bit, and she's getting a bit peed off with him. Um, and basically, the TARDIS stops working. This is when the Doctor surmises that he needs this this mineral which is only produced on one planet so that's how they get to varos and obviously because the planet is rich in this mineral they need a mining corporation to mine it because i'm guessing they're not a citizens of mine mining well, it's not just the fact of having them mine it it's more of the fact of um, having them refine at once been mined. Yep, that. So Sill is basically, like I said, a, represents, a representative of that mining corporation who's mining this planet. And he's sort of negotiating with the governor over the price of basically the ore. And their discussion, like sort of many others, ends in sort of a stalemate. And then for many years, the Galatron Mining Corporation has swindled Varos by paying far less for the ore than its market value value and to make matters worse the chief officer is in league with sills so there's a bit of like uh political power struggle here mutiny uh, yep um so uh the governor then moves on to conduct the night's vote he addresses the people asking for their vote on if they should hold out longer for a fair price on the ore the government the governor then loses this vote and then he's for, first forced to endure human cell disintegration bombardment and this is like we find out this is actually like the third time that he's faced it and he's actually survived but they said that nobody's ever ever survived four times so it's kind of like the end of the governor's reign so basically the doctor ends up on varos to get this this ore and they to uh, basically the people on varos 
want to because it's because it's all about like entertainment isn't it as well this sort of executions yeah. and that's all about entertainment and they love the set form of entertainment and all this sort of the other and they're going to basically execute this guy from the beginning um john dar and they want to sort of he wants to sort of please the the citizens by executing john dar so that he can recuperate before the next vote basically that's what basically is happening so they're kind of about to do it only for the Natardis to arrive just in the nick of time and the doctor helps free the uh free john dar from that um from that execution um so then uh what happens after that they basically make their escape. They uh, free John Dar, like I say, make their escape after being cut off from the TARDIS by more guards. Um, cut off from the TARDIS by more guards. They are rescued by a Rondell. He has defected after speaking with Art, uh, Arteta, is it? Artia? Artia. And decides to help them. Uh, but he is killed shortly thereafter by pursuing guards. So he's basically, Rondell obviously doesn't survive very long. He's just a guard that's basically helping John Dar's wife. Yeah. And they're both rebels, basically. And then the end of the episode is that Dr. Perry, Jonda, and Artia continue through the Punishment Dome, attempting to make their way back to the TARDIS. During a run-in with another group of guards, the Doctor is separated from the others who are arrested. He enters a corridor that appears to be a desert. A mirage of Perry's taunts him as he suffers. With all of Varos watching, he succumbs to the heat and collapses with his end. With his end as a close-up so again it's like all that entertainment isn't it you know just basically um so yeah uh, this whole structure i'm guessing is like the center of the i don't know uh uh, city or something or whatever we don't really ever see it really do we but it's called the punishment dome um the story i find in this one is not overly complex it does flow but there's not much in the way of content of it you know, and I do like that. I do like that void of science babbling and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, part two has, in my mind, part two has one of the most controversial moments of uh, the Sixth Doctor and Doctor Who as, as it is, which I'll now sort of go through. So during the ordeal, Perry has been brought to the control centre in the company of Sill and the other officers. So like I said, I've said about Sill, you know, I do think the portrayal of this character is one of the best portrayal. Uh, that's what I mean. Not uh, betrayal. Portrayal. Uh is one of the best that I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um I did like I can't remember what his character's name is now, uh, of um the caves Androzani. I did like that villain. He plays it really well. I think we're now getting these really in a way we're getting a, a few in depth villains now mm-hmm. that are actually portrayed really really well by the actors and we've seen it this time i think anyway the questioner as she watches them bring the doctor's body to an acid bath for disposal it turns out he is not dead his mind was influenced to make him believe he was dying of thirst in the desert the doctor suddenly stands up walks over to the attendants while their backs are turned the surprise makes the first attendant jump pushing the second into the bath a struggle ensures uh ensues the doctor attends the, fir- the first attendant is pulled into the acid bath by the second the doctor strolls out saying you'll forgive me if I don't join you um, this is the controversial moment I think uh, for me uh, I've said on the last podcast that uh, the sixth doctor has a lot more violence in it 
that we have actually sin. It's definitely... No, he's not exactly shy to genocide. No. Uh, so basically, like I said, two attendants are in the room. Uh, he surprises them. One falls backwards into the bath. Bit careless. He, he, it's a, it is a good effect in a way because they thought about it. That, but the thing is, to be fair, the fact it was supposed to be an acid bath, you'd think there'd be a, like a lot more sort of fizzing going on. Yes, uh, but what I did like was that he went in with their outfit on, and in he sort of bursts out of the water with half his outfit gone which is a good little effect for the you know to yeah. sort of surmise that there but, is acid yeah, in the bath fair enough but then if he was under that uh, water for all that time not only would half of his outfit be missing all of it would be missing but then a lot of his skin would be off as well and that'd be a lot more gruesome than that mm. yeah i know but you got to remember it's still a kids for a uh, kids program uh, even though there is a bit of like violence now so basically it's the controversial moment is that the doctor you know he in a way, he, he hasn't really dumped... He hasn't pushed them in. Let's say he didn't push them in. They kind of fell in. But it's the fact that he just walks out and says, you'll forgive me if I don't join you. Sort of callously making light of the situation that they've both basically been boiled well, alive by acid. Plan and to kind of push it, dump him in it. Well, yeah. that's, not the, that's not the point, though, Becky. Is it? You know, he's sort of made a callous little joke as he's walking Sorry? out. His two people have died. They're just doing their job, Becky. At the end of the day, they didn't harm him. Oh, come off it. They, I, they just put him on a stretcher me, and took him to the acid bathroom. Me, they thought he was dead. You know, I would have said, oh, enjoy some nice glass of fizz while you're there. You see, you yeah. know. <laughs> but it is a controversial moment. And I think, you know, it is a bit callous of the doctor because to say to that when he fair, shouldn't be saying How is that like callous? That. It's funny. Mm. You know, it's not well, callous at all. Me, Doctor me, Who's not a comedy. You know, I'm, I'm more of one of these people, you know, if they do, if they do me wrong... You know, I'm more of like, don't let the door eat your ass on the way out. You I know, I just think it's a funny moment to have in a, a kids kids program where the doctors make the light of two deaths that basically they weren't doing nothing wrong. They were just doing their job, weren't they? Anyway, yeah, but that's no different than basically a like a shark with a laser on his head, and Austin Powers. Mm. Basically, that's a comedy shooting, though. That's different. Shooting people or getting people getting dumped, falling in with piranhas and James Bond. Yeah, I don't know. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, after making his way from the acid baths, the Doctor is cornered by Quillam, Varus's chief scientist, and taken away. Back in the control centre, it's decided the Doctor and Jonda will be executed in a good old-fashioned way, which is basically a noose. Or I'd have gone and walked down and said, enjoy your bubble bath, but mm. you know. It's basically a noose, so they'd be hung, basically. Which, again, that's a controversial moment in myself as well. Being hanged like, is quite a controversial moment for a, a, a kids film. all these lasers and cellular, like, degeneration and all this other stuff and you know all these things that can sort of kill your cells off mm. and they take him to a gallows yeah that's it um speaking of that uh perry and artia will be reshaped with a cell mutate mutator see that's getting the words out so They've they sort of um, they sort of allude to the fact that you know they might be a bird or a reptile or something like that. Basically, it just it changes them into what their mind wants them to be. Animal, it's bit, mammal, so reptile, the way bird, amphibian. They kind of explain it as Perry is it turns into a bird or it nearly turns into a bird because she basically wants to fly away from the situation. So she's a she's a flighter instead of a fighter. That's basically what they're trying to say. 
So the Doctor and John are placed in the nooses while the Governor and Sill watch. At the last moment, the Doctor asks the Governor and Sill about but his extortion. There's a bit of a continuity error in that, though, because when they're saying about the reshaping thing, mm. they say normally that the rebels basically get um, end up being serpents. Yeah. But she didn't turn into a serpent. Well, she was telling. She was turning reptilian. They did say what, that. What a furry one. Well, what? No, Perry didn't. She was turning into a bird. No, I was on about the other one. Artia, I think. Yeah, she was turning fairy. Well, I don't Not know. Not scaly. I, I swear they said she was turning into a reptile. but What, a fairy reptile? Yeah. Sill's bodyguard rushed the platform and pulled the lever. The two simply fall through the holes, the ropes coming right off the support. As it turns out, there was to be no execution it was all to get information at the doctor the doctor suspects this when he noticed that they were not being filmed so because obviously everything's for people's enjoyment there was no camera filming them so that's how he sort of come up with that and they says that um it's not a good form that it would have to be you know actually over the thing and that and attached yeah exactly and that's the point it's just to get information at the doctor and it kind of worked because he did sort of spill his guts a little bit. Yeah. The group tries to stop the cell mutator on Perry and Artia, but they are told it is too advanced a stage. The Doctor and John to grab weapons of nearby guards to intimidate Quirum to deactivate the mutate, mutator, but it fails. The Doctor resorts to shooting the entire control panel. The process is stopped in the nick of time, and Perry and Artia return to their original form. The four escape back into the depths of the Punishment Dome towards a possible escape route. Perry still in a stupid from the mutator is recaptured and taken to the control center and that is that is the theme of this this serial is that perry is captured quite a lot run yeah she's captured quite a lot it's literally like watching tom and jerry you know i like i don't don't get me wrong there are there are a couple of different companions that doctor who do sort of employ uh you get the the one that kind of always gets captured is always kind of like the ten, yeah the tensions there but it's not quite they're not really the fighter she's the flight the sort of flighter isn't she you yeah, know whereas you've got honest, somebody you've got... i don't think you know with regards to companions if they're female they've got to be very strong-willed yes you know and sorry but i just don't think that perry is that strong-willed she's a very much screamy damsel in distress she has they have kind of revert the companion back a little bit much like victoria and things like that which drives me up the flaming wall she's not like she's not like a jamie who will fight no but she's not like a rose tyler or Mm. a martha jones either or a donna noble well we don't know know about them at the minute because they haven't come up is they're the female ones that I'm used to, mm. and they are very strong-willed. It's because it's, it's, are... you're, you're talking about like thirty years or whatever, whatever it was after this. Twenty years, twenty years, I think twenty years, yeah, twenty years after this. You know, I get that, but there were strong-willed women in the eighties and the world 90s moved on. as well. Yeah, I know, but there were plenty of strong world women in the 70s and 80s and 90s I get without the... basically having to rely on women that are just basically playing damsel in distresses and you know screaming and everything all the time and to be honest that's not just down to that it's down to writers as well to write so them in that way do you think the 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 controversial the controversial um question is is that do you think they've written it for that you know that the 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 man has to save the woman do you think that's why is that what they've written 
Yeah, I do. Because the pure and simple fact is always, you know, one minute you're getting a strong female companion, the next minute that's being scrapped for someone who's got to be saved all the time. But everyone's... And it's just like, scream, 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 faint a little. Oh, everyone's, I've got to be saved. Everyone's opinion's like, different, though. So It's just like, for crying out loud, so everyone's, you, may be, you, know, you may be a woman, but pull yourself together and get yourself out of square. Mm. Everyone's opinion is different, though. So one writer will write it one way and one will write it another way. It's like, at the end of the day, you know... So next week, she might be more fiery You know, it's hard for girls to grow up these days because the pure and simple fact, we're always, you know, been taught with, oh, well, you know, a man will come and rescue you and be there for you and things like that. But you've got to pull Mm. yourself out of that stuff yourself. You've got to live your own life and grow up to be independent because unless you can live on your own, then you can't live with anyone else. Yeah, I do. I, I, I do. That's the one thing. That's the one negative I don't like about Doctor Who, especially in the classic era, more so than the new era, is that the companions most of the time are the ones that get captured. They're the ones the Doctor has to save. They're not really... They're, they're not really... a plot they're not really a plot device as it were they're kind of written out of the series it causes a whole other ball game because at the end of the day he's trying to save these two rebels and trying to sort out the stuff for the tardis and sort out everything else without Perry getting captured alongside it Mm. and playing the damsel in distress if it's going to be like that then you would try to just think why don't the writer just say right Perry stays in the tardis for the whole serial because might as well have, what's yeah. the point you know you might just, as well have it is a controversial point because it's the thing i don't like about doctor who the most is that that they use that plot device all the time is that the <laughs> companion gets captured all the well, time you know you never would have seen that with jamie or ian or anything like that well they did ian get captured barbara, but you know ian and barbara be get fighting captured you know they're basically be fighting their way out of it and well, there's you know, two there's they... two different types of companion. There's the Ian who will get captured and then sit stand in the cell, sit in the cell, and go, mm, "How do I get myself out of this?" And then he'll devise an idea how Same to get as out of Jamie. it. Jamie, yeah. And then you've got other companions who will just sit in the cell and go, "I'll wait here for the doctor to to come and save me." They're the two type of companions. Unfortunately, Victoria. unfortunately, at the minute we've got a companion who sits in the cell and says, "I'll wait for the doctor to come save me." Yeah. Unfortunately, that's what we're up to at the minute. But Sarah Jane would have never sat around waiting. But the next companion, you know, although um, I don't class Bonnie Langford as kind of a companion. Well, she is oh a companion. God. She yeah. is a companion, but I, I kind of more think of Ace as the next proper companion. When we get to Ace, we'll see a completely different companion. But so we will see a thing, fighter. You know, so we've like a lot of... What's her name? Um, Joe Manning. Kate, uh, you mean Katie Mann and Joe Grant? Joe Grant, that's it, right? The thing is, she was a mixed with bag. Joe, she wasn't. She wasn't a really a wait around for the doctor to do anything. She was a mixed bag. Sometimes she was a little bit of a, a sort of a, a sort of damsel in distress. Sometimes she, she was left, a fighter. She was a kind of tweener, like, as it were. Know, but by the time she left, she was a very much, you know, mm. more of help and get the doctor out of sticky situations. Yeah. Not so their character developed her. You know, but I just don't think there's any room for character development in Perry because, to be honest, she's mm. too much of a screamer. She's too whiny. She irritates the freaking life out of me. Mm. And 
It's just like, why already? Well, we'll see what happens, won't we? Anyway, the chief and Sill make their final move to, on the governor, hoping he will be killed in the Not next vote, mention, securing their control of Varos and the Cytian Seven Ore. Not to mention, in those sort of sticky situations, you've got to have a very strong stomach and you've got to have a strong will. Mm. She's got neither. Exactly. So, uh, meanwhile, the Doctor, Jonda, and Artia make their way into the end zone of the dome, where the exit is supposed to be. The vote starts and the bombardment begins, but the guard, Malduck, has a change of heart and shoots the device to stop the bombardment, saving the governor and Perry, because they're basically Perry's there with the vote. Uh, the three make their way through the ventilation ducts to meet with the Doctor, who then steals and begins to drive a petrol car, or a, a patrol car, sorry, which is yeah, kind of a petrol, weird thing. It didn't, it's it did, like an electric, it's yeah, not really petrol. And it couldn't really hold that many people. you kind of got the Doctor, Artius kind of laying on it, and then you've got um, John Dart on the back of it. You know, it didn't really... It doesn't really hold many people. Anyway, no. the Doctor's group is chased by two cannibals and loses them in some poison, poisonous tendrils. The Chief, Quillam, and two guards arrive on the scene but are ambushed and entangled in the tendrils, killing them. The Doctor's group meet with Perry, the Governor, and Malduck. They all make their way back to the control centre and put an end to Sill's plan of controlling Varos. The Galatron Mining Corporation also begins to side with Varos. A second source of Zytian 7 ore has been found. The invasion of Varos, which basically Sill wants, is cancelled and Sill is ordered to obtain the Varosian's ore at any price. The government then asks for 20 credits per unit. In the beginning, he was asking for 7, yeah. which Sill obviously didn't want to, to agree to. Now they've said pay whatever. So it kind of backfired on Sill a little bit there. Um the governor then thanks the doctor Perry. I think it was more of the des um, the desperation mm. of basically they you know they needed it and so they were saying well you know pay whatever pay whatever for it. yeah. The governor thanks the doctor and Perry and asks that as anything he can do for them in return for their help. The doctor modestly remarks he could do with some Zytian seven to fix his TARDIS and the governor replies that he can have as much as he needs and tells them and tells Madoc will arrange it. The Doctor and Perry bid farewell to the Governor, and after the successful of the revolution, the Governor issues a message to the citizens saying that there will be no more injustice, torture, and executions. And then we go back and finish it how we started it with Arik and Et uh, Etta. They watch in disbelief, wondering what they'll do with their newfound freedom. And then that's the end so of that, the serial. So pretty much that'll be what happens to people if Netflix ever closes down. Yeah, exactly. So like, what the hell are we going to do now? So this is kind of uh, Doctor who's sort of the first sort of reality tv it's kind of the the, mm. the, the idea i don't know if we had some I suppose there was some reality tv in the 80s but uh there's not as much as what there is now you know with things like i don't know what you want to call it like uh, big brother or you know i think most of it used to be the only ways essex I and think, stuff like that oh god i think most of it instead of being on channel four like it is now or e4 is basically more it used to be sort of more mtv based Mm. Like Cribs and Americanized stuff like um, the Osbournes and um, what is that? Car one. What one? The car one with exhibit on. Oh, I don't watch that, so I don't know. With a pimp my car thing. Oh, it? pimp yeah. my ride. Yep, that's it. Pimp my ride. Mm. So, yeah, it's kind of like 
or to me, through the keyhole, even to me, <laughs> through all of Doctor Who, this is actually a quite clever story. It's something. It's something different. You have to admit that it's different. They've never done this sort of reality TV type thing where people are watching and voting on things, and they love t- watching tortures and deaths and stuff like that. I don't <laughs> think we've seen that yet in Doctor Who. It's quite something well, new, we will. and it kind of it's sort of uh, yeah, it kind of sort of leans into that more violent Doctor. I feel. Um, you're, you're clearly forgetting New Who when it comes yeah, but I'm to just the talking robot, about classics robot and Robinson. Yeah, we will get into that when <laughs> we want to get to it. So, yeah, funny. so Mark Campbell's episode guide, uh, a brave idea hindered. Oh yeah, I just remembered another one. What not to wear? Okay, so anyway, that yeah. came about before how to look good naked. So a brave idea hindered by a plodding narrative and wooden performances. The notorious acid bath scene in which the Doctor makes a flippant comment after watching two men die is deeply problematic. A six out of ten. So yeah, that's what I said. I you know I did actually read the verdict before we did start recording, but I, I was aware of that. But that is something to no, mention. Um, I think it is something to mention that that is quite say. a violent. Uh, it's kind of violent uh, violent scene that you know for a kids show you know it just yeah we'll see what happens next time which we segue into now which is the mark of the Rani so another new villain we're going to get so the Rani uh, which will be interesting Mm. Uh, but yeah I quite like it I think this is one of my favourites of Colin Baker's run I do think this is quite good like I said, we will see Sill again. Um, and I think, if I remember right, we'll see Sill in uh, big, big fashion. It's a big moment for the Six Doctors story. I thought Talmy's going to turn into a juicy seaweed-looking butterfly. Let's just say Sill hasn't forgotten. That's what I'll say. Um, so, yeah, I, like I said, I quite liked it. You're obviously on the fence. You think it's an mm-hmm. average story again. Um They've kind of dropped that uh, sort of uh, regeneration mind fog now. He's not so erratic, I don't think. I think Colin Baker sort of dropped that now and he's kind of getting into the role now and kind of getting on with it. So that's something to note as well. So let's say next week's is the Mark of the Rani. I will wrap it up by saying, what do you think of Avengers of Arrows? What do you think of the acid bath scene? I'd like to know what people think about that. Is that... Just too far I for Doctor Who. A bath. It's more of a vat of acid. Well, really I just wonder if it is too much for this kind of era of Doctor Who, especially when you think it's supposed to be like a kids program. Mm. You know, do you think that's a bit too far now for Doctor Who to go? Is it pushing the envelope? Especially after last week with Lytton and his bloody hand stumps. I don't know. You know old, old Batman used to be rather violent. Well, that's it. So I don't know. It's just one of them. It's one of them things that's everyone individual, isn't it? Individual opinion, Maybe isn't it? people used to be more used to sort of violence. Well, they're more used to the violence. So nowadays, well, maybe nowadays people, it'd be fine. Know. I think nowadays it'd be fine. But I think back well, then... Well, I don't know so much because there's so many people who pussyfoot around kids nowadays hmm. and be like, oh, we don't want, let them watch this. We don't let them watch that. I watched them in Shining when I was 10. Yeah, so I don't know. I think violence is more accepted now on the telly than it was back then. So I don't know. For a kid's show, I think it's a bit too much. But as anyway, much like I said... One of our children says they've watched Halloween. No, they never. Well, so uh, social media is in the description to let us know what you thought of Vengeance of Arras and that scene and we will catch you next time for the Mark of the Rani so I think we're about halfway through the season already it's so quick these seasons go really really quickly um, mm-hmm. and then we'll be on to the last season already because obviously Colin Baker's tenure it was quite short and we will discuss that when we get to it about why it was so short and what actually happened yeah. um, when we get to it so like I said thank you all for listening 
and uh, we'll catch you next time. So I'll say goodbye and say goodbye, Becky. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>